Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. College football playoff Eve. We're recording this Friday evening. December 27th. This is Bleed and Betting LA episode 27. Look at that, our golden birthday, Chris, on the 27th of December. We're recording episode number 27. Hope everyone out there had a beautiful Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate with your friends and family. A lot of snow across the country, Chris, so that must have been fun uh, for most folks. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Find my co-host Chris Lewert on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. Let's welcome in my co-host Chris Lewert. How was your Christmas, Chris? It was amazing. So much food, an embarrassment of food. I ate more red meat than I normally eat, which is not saying much because I normally eat a lot. But uh, it was a ton, and food, and football, and more football, and then wine, and then more food, and then. Chris, you're letting the meat overcook because I'm watching a scoreboard and uh, no football on of... Christmas though. It's, it's so weird. There used to be, you know. It's 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 weird. We got to fix that. Yeah, well, that's I think that's a scheduling. That's uh, a scheduling mistake. Somebody needs to look at that. Um, those guys yeah. are professionals. They make millions of dollars. I'm sure they'll be <laughs> fine playing, spreading that around and getting us a uh, a Christmas a Christmas game. And the basketball wasn't quite scratching the itch for me, but it was what it was. I was still able to get some money down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what goes really well with overeating, especially red meat? Sleep goes really well with that, yes. especially when you're with yes. your family. Let's talk about sleep, Chris. Let's listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, to diabetes, to obesity, to cardiovascular disease. Those are things you do not want as a part of your life. We need eight sleep, excuse me, we need eight hours of sleep. I'm, I'm giving you a little foreshadow of, of who the sponsor is here. Uh, and this is our sponsor, Eight Sleep Pro. They have a pod, as we've mentioned a few different times here. Um, one of the biggest problems, Chris, as you know, of sleep is temperature regulation. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. And I want to tell you about the pod by Eight Sleep. It was designed as a high-tech bed designed specifically by those aforementioned experts in sleep researchers. They're specifically designing this bed to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed and uh, it's tracked by over 43 million hours of sleep research. It's a lot of hours. It combines the dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. The best part is, Chris, it learns your sleep habits and actually can adjust the temperature automatically. So if you like your bed cool, your partner likes your bed warm, you can both have it at the same time. And the bed is comfortable. They've sold out of their first two batches. They're going quickly. If you want to sleep longer, deeper, wake up refreshed and ready to take on the betting world, go to 8sleep.com slash pro. And for a limited time, you get $150 off your purchase. That's 8sleep.com slash pro. The word 8, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Now that we've woken up from our 8sleep pod and we're feeling relax and ready to take on the betting world as we mentioned chris let's talk about it we're right in the middle here of bowl season this is we're recording this friday evening december 27th about 8 30 we have the air force washington state game playing we also have sc in iowa this game is in the fourth quarter now and for the local team obviously sc it's not looking great so far the big ten has come out and looks great so far this bowl season as they did 
a year ago. Let's talk about how we've done here. We're obviously not finalized from our last episode, Chris, as we have both these games going. And we have the BYU-Hawaii uh, outcome since we last spoke as well. That one had not been played by the time we recorded our last episode. So right now, as it stands, I'm going ahead and including my loss for the SC Iowa teaser. I'm at 12-7 and seven so far with the Washington State Air Force game still to be determined to take the over. And that one, 12-7 and seven so far in both season, I feel very, very good. That leaves my overall record at 39-40-1, so I'm almost above 500 uh, <laughs> with, a, with a nice jolt here from both season. And so far, you're having a pretty good both season as well. Uh, you went 4-2 and two in this last stretch here with these two games yet to be gone. I think you're 9-6-1 and one in both season so far. Does that sound right? Uh, I probably got a few more losses than that, but okay. I'm clo- I think I'm a game or two over 500, uh, which is fine. That's, uh, you know, yeah. for, the, for our listeners out there, they know that I play a lot of plus odds games. So right. if I'm right. only so up a couple games, I'm doing okay. And that leaves your, your grand total of football record at 45, 28 and four. So very good. Again, this is episode 27 of Believe in Betting LA. Of course, we normally like to stick to the LA teams, but this time of year, baby, there's too much to talk about. SC was the only team uh, of, of the LA2 football teams to make a college bowl game, and both the Rams and Chargers seasons are done. So we're going to go ahead and skip most of the LA team, really all of the LA teams, in this episode, and we're just going to talk about college bowls. We have the best college football playoff semifinal I think we've ever seen, Chris, at least on paper, tomorrow in Clemson, Ohio State. We're going to talk about that one. We're going to talk about the games on you know Saturday tomorrow, December 28th, and the games on December 29th. We'll hit you guys with another episode early next week talking about the rest of the games. Let's start, Chris. Tomorrow morning, nice and early, the Camping World Bowl. This is Notre Dame, a 10-win Notre Dame team. I don't think I've ever seen a Notre Dame team that had a successful season uh, with a less important bowl game. Right. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Iowa State Cyclones. The over is 53. This is from Camping World Stadium in Orlando, what are your thoughts on this one? Irish and Cyclones. Uh, I think, you know, a little bit of a sidetrack here, but I, I see a lot of ignorance on Twitter about people, Notre Dame this, join a conference, do this, do that, and the other thing. Notre Dame makes so much money off of these bowl games. So for the rest of the world, like a Iowa, for example, and a USC, when they play in a bowl game, they have to split that bowl pot with their conference. Notre Dame just takes all the money home. So that is why you see a Notre Dame in a campingworld.com bowl is because they're happy to take the 500,000 million, million and a half or whatever they get for showing up. So if you ever wondered why Notre Dame doesn't join a conference, it's dollar dollar bills, y'all. It's the it NBC is, television yes. deal as well. And, yeah. You know, Truck as we loads. saw them sneak, sneak into that college football playoff a couple years ago, it, you know, they always on paper have a difficult schedule, but sometimes – you know, the academies have down years. Sometimes the Michigans of the world have down years. And then there's their really difficult schedule actually isn't as hard as a conference. They don't play in a conference championship game. And so it actually really ends up working out very, very well for Notre Dame. Yeah, agree, agree 100%. In this game, uh, I've got Notre Dame minus three half at even money. Uh, ultimately, I think Notre Dame's the much better team than Iowa State. Uh, although Iowa State, I feel like every year or every other year, we see Iowa State upsetting some some major program, some, you know, highly ranked program. But this is a bowl game. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to take this kind of seriously because this is a, this is kind of a lesser bowl. So I want to feel like Brian Kelly's going to get them to show up. But at the end of the day, if I'm getting even money, while I do hate the half point hook, uh, that's where that's where the math is telling me I have to go. I'm actually going to go ahead and take the other side here. I don't think this Notre Dame team is necessarily the better team. They're sure their record is. 
Uh, something a little misleading about Iowa State. They have four losses. They're a seven to five team, but four of their losses were by a grand total of eleven points. I don't know if you remember that Oklahoma game, which they dominated that fourth quarter. They scored the game, tying touchdown. Instead of going to overtime, they went for two. They did not get it. They ended up losing that game. That was a real pivoting moment uh, for that team. They are a very talented team. They're well coached. They have a very strong quarterback in Brock Purdy. I think we're going to see be an NFL quarterback one day. Uh, this Iowa State team's got the motivation. I think they're going to play really hard. I think they have the coaching advantage as well. Matt Campbell was in consideration for that Ohio State job before, of course, Ryan Day took that job after Urban Meyer stepped down. I just don't know if Notre Dame, the Golden Domers, how can you possibly get up for the Camping World game? Camping World. You, you're not excited about going to Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a pretty good bowl game. Typically, it has strong matchups. It's had Big Ten teams in the past. I'm not trying to talk down about this game. It is going to be a good game. It is kicking off, you know, potentially the biggest day of the year in college football. It's kind of crazy that January 1st is no longer that day. Uh, but tomorrow really is the, the showcase day for the entire sport. Uh, this Iowa State team, I, I just like them. They play well. They can score. I just don't see anything special about this Notre Dame team, and I love getting that extra half point. Put it on the board. Iowa State plus three and a half. So we're going to go toe-to-toe here in rapid fire, uh, and we actually disagree on this one, so maybe we'll put a little side bet on the Camping World Bowl <laughs> for the Believe in Betting LA podcast. Moving on, let's talk about the Cotton Bowl, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. This one features Penn State of the Big Ten and the Group of Five champion Memphis Penn State is a seven-point favorite. The total is 60, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, of course, Jerry World. And let's not forget, head coach of Memphis, Mike Norvell, is no longer there. He's now the head man in Tallahassee for Florida State. Penn State lost their offensive coordinator. I think he got the head job at Old Dominion. They recently hired uh, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, so they're down a coach as well. So this one's going to look a lot different, both these teams will, than how they looked in the regular season. Uh, this one's very interesting. I think this is going to be a fun matchup in Jerry World. Penn State's a seven-point favorite. This one's tomorrow morning as well. What are your thoughts on this one? Nittany Lions and the Memphis Tigers. I think I probably made more money or as much money as I made on anybody this year on Memphis and Cincinnati. So I'm riding the hot hand. I'm taking Memphis plus seven, minus 105. Uh, You know, I I can't say anything other than I think Memphis can keep up with them and can score. And I just hope Penn State's asleep a little bit and Memphis gets out like a 14-point lead, maybe a 17-3, something like that at the end of the first half before Penn State wakes up and and that seven points comes into play. Yeah, for sure. Fun fact, Memphis quarterback Brady White actually went to my high school. Um, So he he went to Arizona State first, transferred out uh, when Herm got that job. And he's had a phenomenal career at Memphis. This is a high-flying offense. And I think we're going to see Brady White go to the NFL after this game. Memphis has a tremendous offense. They have not seen a front seven in the front four specifically quite like Penn State. Penn State's got a lot of talent. I don't think they're particularly well coached. James Franklin is not the greatest in-game coach, but he is a master motivator. He's obviously an amazing recruiter, which is why you see this team littered with talent year after year after year. Look at the NFL right now. Think about all the skill position impact players that are Penn State alumni. You're talking Miles Sanders. You're talking Saquon Barkley. You're talking Chris Godwin. You're talking a whole lot of players, Mike Kosicki. There's all kinds of players, and that's all credit to James Franklin and his recruiting. I also agree with you here, though. 
I like Memphis plus seven. I think they can score on this team. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I do like them to keep this close and keep it in a one-possession game. I could definitely see a backdoor cover with this one as well. The total suggests this game is going to be high scoring, even though 60 is not that high. I do kind of like the over as well. So if you want to tease this one to Memphis plus 13 and over 54, I don't mind that as well. But I think the best bet here is the one you took as well, which is Memphis plus seven. They're going to come out, and just because they don't have their head coach does not mean this team is not capable. This is their time to shine. This is the biggest moment in really in school history. They're a very good team. They have an NFL quarterback playing for them. I like the Memphis Tigers to cover plus seven as well. I like Penn State to win the game and keep the Big Ten undefeated so far in this bowl season. All right, that is the appetizer. The main event, of course, Chris, is the two college football playoffs tomorrow. The first one, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. This is from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. This is at 1 o'clock Pacific time. This one, of course, features the number one LSU Tigers taking on the number four Oklahoma Sooners. We've seen the Sooners in this very few or a few different times. They have not won so far. They've been very close a couple of times. Baker Mayfield, of course, if you remember, uh, got off to a very hot start before they lost that game. Very interesting here. We're seeing Jalen Hurts, of course, has started and played in two national championship games. His former team, the Alabama Crimson Tide, is at home watching. And then we have the Heisman winner this year, Joe Burrow, leading LSU. They've been one of the best teams all season. This one started, I think, at about 12 and a half, 13. It went all the way up to 14. And I think we may see this even push over to 14 and a half. Give me your thoughts on this one. This should be a fun, high-scoring game. The total's at 76. So this one, the odds maker think there's going to be a lot of fireworks in this game. A lot of talent on both sides here. This is SEC versus Big 12. What you got? Yeah, actually, I don't, I got, it seems like much too big of a number on the total. I just feel like... Jalen Hurts is is going to be in for a rude awakening with that LSU defense. Uh, the SEC defenses have speed. I don't know that the Big 12 has necessarily matched that. Um, Big 12 number- doesn't have defense, period. Forget about the speed. <laughs> they don't even show up, it, which leads me to my next point, which is I know Oklahoma statistically, I believe, is much improved on defense. I could not have any less respect for the Oklahoma defense. I, they might as well not put anybody out there. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a day. Uh, I think it's going to be a highlight reel. I've got LSU minus 14, while a lot of points in a, in a semifinal like this. When I'm seeing even money at minus 14 against you know what I think the best team in the country is, LSU, uh, I'm going to take it. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree here as well. Historically, we haven't seen these games be competitive. Very, very frequently, these are straight blowouts. I think we're going to see the same thing here. You're giving really good coaches and really good players three weeks to prepare And I think we're going to see a huge, huge disparity in talent in this game. Oklahoma is not that great of a team. They snuck into this thing because there was not another team that was worthy of this selection. They beat Baylor, credit where credit's due, in that Big 12 championship game. Um, And, of course, they came back in the game at Baylor earlier this season. Speaking of of NFL quarterbacks, I mean, Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft in late April. He is Cincinnati bound, which, of course, he's from Ohio, so that'll be fun. And I just see LSU coming out here and just smoking the Sooner team. Um, Joe Burrow is going to have a huge game. We don't even know if Edward Tiller, the running back, outstanding running back for LSU, is even going to play. He should play, but if he doesn't, he's, or if he does play, it's not going to be full strength. I don't think it's going to matter. This LSU team is just littered with talent. They have tremendous receiver play. Their defense has a lot of talent. They're going to get after Jalen Hurts. I think we're going to see this game be high scoring. And if anything, I think you take the team total over 
for LSU because I think they're going to put up at least 40 to 45 points on this Oklahoma team. So I'm also going to take LSU minus 14. I see them winning by 24, 27 points in this game. Let's move on to talk about the second of our two semifinal games tomorrow. This one on paper, Chris, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is the best semifinal I think we've ever seen. These are, no offense to LSU, I just spent two minutes slobbering all over, but these are the two <laughs> best teams in the country according to nearly every statistic all season long. That is yards per game differential, points per game differential, offense, defense. These two teams have it all. Of course, we have two Heisman contenders, or Heisman finals, excuse me, for Ohio State in both Justin Fields and Chase Young. We have everyone's darling coming into the season, Trevor Lawrence on the other side. You have tremendous talent. You have tremendous coaching. These are two of the bluest of the blue bloods in this sport. This is going to be so much fun. Ohio State is a two-point underdog. Clemson, two-point favorite. The total is 62.5. This one's from Glendale, Arizona, State Farm Stadium. This one's going to be fun. What are your thoughts? I I went back and forth on this game forever. Just from a gut standpoint, who did I think was going to win? Is Ohio State going to be motivated? Do they feel disrespected? Yada, yada, yada. Are they going to be well, motivated? With the, with the, no, they're going to. Either there's going to be extra, <laughs> like extra, extra motivation to to be like, you know, we're the better team than Clemson. Nobody's talked about us all year, right? Because everything I saw in media has always been outside of Chase Young getting suspended has been, you know, SEC kind of predictably. Jalen Hurts. I don't feel like uh, Ohio State got much of the national media attention like they're normally used to this year. That said. I just I think Clemson's going to win. I think they're the better team. I think Clemson's going to win by a touchdown. I'm taking Clemson minus two at minus one thirteen. Be careful of that if you're going to take Clemson. Uh, don't be overpaying. You're probably going to see in some of those books like minus one twenty, minus one twenty five. Please, please, please don't overpay for Clemson if you like them. I'm going to take the other side here, and I'm actually going to tease it. I think this is a fun number plus two. Let's take that up over the three and up over the seven. The Mike Hall special, of course. Take yes. Ohio State plus eight. And I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. So I'm going to take this over 56 and a half. If you watch the Big Ten Championship game, you saw this Ohio State defense uh, can give up points. You know, they only gave it 21 total. Uh, Paul Chris, terrible play call in the second half. They can get beat on the ground. And they can get beat through the air. Of course, Akuda, their outstanding cornerback, was injured for that entire first half. So it's a little bit misleading. But this Ohio State defense, which was very good all season, can give up points. And if you watch the ACC Championship game, you know that Clemson can absolutely put up points as well. Justin Fields estimates his knee is about 80 to 85%, so not 100%. He's going to wear a light knee brace. This is such an outstanding Ohio State offense, though. They have so much talent at every single level. They have an amazing running back. They have good receivers. Justin Fields, I don't know how he did not get more publicity this year. He normally, under most years, would be our Heisman winner, not the Heisman runner-up. So this is a great game. I also went back and forth. I ultimately do think that Clemson's going to win the game, uh, but I just don't feel comfortable with the spread at two in either direction because it's going to be a very close game. I think we're going to see one of the the first semifinals in which you can't turn your eyes away from the TV because it's going to be that close and that exhilarating. So my pick for this game is a teaser. Ohio State Buckeyes plus eight over 56 and a half. So that's it for our two semifinal games tomorrow. Just for the fun of it, we talked about this in the beginning. We're going to do all 39 games here. It's kind of hard. It's hard going from that to the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, the battle <laughs> of the Westerns. We got Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, baby. Three-point favorites taking on the Western Michigan Broncos. This one's from Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas. Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. The total is 54 and a half. Which of the two Westerns do you like in this game? 
I think you misspoke. I think you said Clemson and Ohio State was the main event. What you meant to say is the <laughs> Westerns, the Battle of the West. Who will win? Um, I've got uh, my boys at Western Michigan plus three at even money. Uh, simple as that. I didn't see either of these teams play this year, although I think I probably put some money down on Western Michigan along the way. Uh, better odds. I'm seeing uh, Western Kentucky at minus 115, minus 113, and I get even money on Michigan. Go Michigan. <laughs> Western Michigan, actually. I'm going to keep fading the Mac here. They have not been impressive the last several years. I dropped a stat on that. I think it was last episode. Um, nope. They've not been good, not only against the spread, but not good straight up either. Western Kentucky, I like this team. They can score. Give me the Hilltoppers at minus three. We're now talking about the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. That is a mouthful. Mississippi State taking on Louisville. Louisville are four-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in this one, 63-and-a-half. This one's from Nissan Stadium where the Titans play in Nashville, Tennessee. This one is Sunday afternoon. What are your thoughts in the Music City Bowl? I actually took Louisville a few days ago at plus five and a half, and I'm going to take them again at plus four and a half because the odds haven't changed much. Uh, minus, don't do anything worse than minus 110. Um, you know, that four and a half points is basically the same as three and a half points, but an extra point will take it at, at pretty good money. Um, yeah, Louisville plus four and a half. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I actually misspoke Mississippi State is the favorite in this one. I had it written down in my notes incorrectly. Louisville is a four-and-a-half-point dog. Mississippi State Bulldogs are the favorite. I'm actually going to go the other way again here. We're disagreeing quite a bit in this particular podcast. I like Mississippi State here. It was a really good, solid first season for Scott Satterfield coming over from Appalachian State to Louisville. Louisville was one of, if not the worst, team in the history of betting against the spread <laughs> towards the end of last season. That team just completely gave up on Bobby Petrino. Satterfield, a lot of credit where credit is due for turning that program into a very respectable program. They have a lot of bright things in their future. However, Mississippi State, I think, is a much better team. Louisville got blasted against Kentucky, a recent SEC foe, and I think it's going to be more the same here against Mississippi State. We saw a lot of chatter about maybe Joel Moorhead leaving as the head coach at Mississippi State. He looks like or he is going to stay, and I just think this is a Mississippi State team that's too talented. There's a lot of good vibes here and they're going to win this game by more than five points. So I'm going to go ahead and take Mississippi State minus four and a half. Now, we're talking about the Red Box Bowl. This one is Cal taking on Illinois. Cal's five and a half point favorites. This one's right in their backyard. Santa Clara, Levi Stadium, where the Niners play. Five and a half point favorite for Cal. The total is 43 and a half Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern. Cal, Illinois. Chris, what you got? Oh, I couldn't be less excited about this game. I lost a ton of money on Cal this year, less so on <laughs> Illinois, uh, although I didn't bet on them a ton. I just, oh, this game makes me sick to my stomach. Maybe they'll <laughs> practice and play better. Um, I'm going to take Cal as much as it pains me. I think this is mostly because they're in their backyard, and as far as Big Ten teams go, I don't believe Illinois quite has the traveling fan base that your Michigan States and Ohio States and Maryland? No, not Maryland. Um, <laughs> they don't have uh, exactly the fan base. I think that's going to head to California to watch this game. So hopefully Illinois is a little jet lagged. Hopefully they went out a little too much and, and enjoyed the 60-degree weather and, and Cal shows up. So I've taken Cal minus 5.5. Cal's a really interesting team. Uh, if you remember, they beat Ole Miss to go 3-0 in September. Things were rosy in Berkeley. Not, not really talking about the Rose Bowl, but things were looking really good. And then they play Arizona State at home on a Friday night. 
It's a close game. Their quarterback, Chase Garber, injures his collarbone right before halftime. The rest of the season is not quite the same. Chase Garber has recently returned. With him starting and finishing the game, Chris, Cal is 6-0 this season. Can't argue with that. And Illinois, on the other hand, is much, much worse than the record indicates. They got absolutely so fortunate, very <laughs> opportunistic, not just once, but twice. Okay, We talked about the, this, the Badger win that they had. Uh, everything that could go right for them did go right for them in that game. There was a huge, huge win for them, of course. And Wisconsin was number six, I believe, at the time. And then they had a 28-3 comeback against Michigan State as well. Were very, very similar circumstances. Everything that could go wrong for the Spartans did. Give credit to Lovey Smith in Illinois. They're turning this program around. They're no longer a doormat in the Big Ten West. I just don't think—I think you have to discount a couple of their wins a little bit. And I think you have to upgrade Cal a little bit, knowing what you know about the quarterback play. Chase Garbers, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever, but he will be at the helm here. And the backups for Cal are not very good this year. I feel a little bit uneasy about taking a Golden Bear team or Golden Bear offense that that really struggles to move the ball and laying five and a half points here. But I do think their defense is going to destroy Illinois. So if you're looking to take a team total, I do like Illinois' team total under. And I'm for the game. I'm going to take Cal at minus five and a half. This is the eighth and final game we're going to talk about on this podcast. This is the Capital One Orange Bowl where we see the Florida Gators of the SEC as 14 and a half point favorites taking on the runner-up of the ACC, the Virginia Cavaliers. A total in this one's 54 and a half. This one's right in the backyard of Florida in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. Sunday evening, what are your thoughts here on Gators, Cavs? I think Virginia is kind of been overrated all year. And I don't have anything against Virginia at all. I think they're a fine program. But uh, I think Florida is going to take it even with the hook. So I'm taking Florida minus 14 half at minus 110. Uh, that's another one that, with especially with that hook, please shop around and make sure you're not overpaying if you're going to take Florida. But I think Florida's going to going to run roughshod on Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a weird game. I, I agree with you. This Virginia team really cut off one of their best seasons uh, in, in a very long time. They beat Virginia Tech. They made it to the ACC championship game. Bronco Mendenhall's doing some special things there in Virginia. Pretty crazy that BYU kind of just like chased him away. Uh, and he's a, he's a fine coach. I don't love Florida either. I'm not that impressed. This is a very typical Florida season where they're ranked highly, but they're just not that good. When they play good opponents, they do not win them. Or they, 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 I think I heard a stat on a podcast earlier this year that against teams with losing records or when they're favored by a certain amount of points, Florida is just an amazing team, but when they're not, they never show up to play. So this could be one of those games. I don't feel comfortable with that hook there at 14 and a half. I like Florida's defense here. I'm going to go ahead and take the under here at 54 and a half. This is going to be a lot of orange and blue in this game with both these teams. Um, this is, you know, this will be a fun game to kind of cap us off of a very fun weekend. Of course, NFL Week 17 will be Sunday as well. we got a couple of, of fun games there, but some really fun college football, Chris. I'm looking forward to the two college football playoff games tomorrow, especially that Clemson-Ohio State game. And, of course, this was episode 27 where all we did was break down the two two days of awesome college football both tomorrow and on Sunday, of course, we're recording this one Friday evening. We'll try to get this published tonight. That way you can get some bets down. We'll be back early next week before the New Year to talk about the rest of the bowl games. Any final thoughts here, Chris? I wish, as excited I am as about bowl season, I wish I could take like eight of these games and hang on to them for <laughs> post-Super Bowl and yeah. have them be played then. This is one of the few times in the year when I look up and I'm like, Holy, I didn't know there was a game on. There's a so game much, on. Yeah, yeah. Ex- I didn't exactly, I didn't even bet on exactly. this thing. 
Um, Especially days like today when you're at work and games come out at 9 a.m. It's, it's like yep. crazy. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches, but uh, such is life. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you can't really complain about too much football. I don't think I've ever heard anyone, <laughs> any real sports fan or any true gambler uh, ever complain about that. So this was episode 27. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the college football playoff for the Believe Podcast Network. We want to thank our sponsor, Eight Sleep. Go out and get that pod for the Believe Podcast Network. For the boys at SAG Capital, Chris Lewart, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time. What I could do, then we were new. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.